There's a lot of information out there about what feminine energy is, but most of it isn't helpful and creates even bigger misunderstandings. There's this idea in the Western world that feminine energy only exists in women and that they should only use it when they want to catch the man of their dreams. You know what I think about that? Feminine energy is so much deeper than this, and it's crucial for us, both women and men, to master this energy right now. I'm going to tell you why in a little bit. In this video, you're going to learn what feminine energy really is, why you need it more than ever right now, and then I'm going to share my top nine tips to help you fully activate this energy within you. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the heart alchemist here to help you open your heart, heal your past and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also on the bell. So you get notified as soon as I publish new content. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram where I publish weekly tips that you won't find here on YouTube. Okay. On to part one of the video. And that is what is feminine energy? <laughs> so before I get into feminine energy, we're going to go pretty deep in this video and what feminine energy is. But before I do that, I I want to leave a side note that I always leave side note, ding, ding. <laughs> I always leave this side note whenever I'm talking about feminine energy, because it's crucial to get this straight right off the bat. Okay. So when I am discussing feminine energy, feminine energy does not mean women. Okay. That's a very common misconception that is out there that only women have feminine energy that they go hand in hand. And that's not true. Feminine energy or yin energy or Shakti, whatever you want to call it. Feminine energy exists in all of us. It has nothing to do with gender. Okay. So when I say feminine, I'm not saying women. And when I say masculine, I'm not saying men. Okay. So get used to the idea that you have masculine and feminine energy within you with regardless of if you're a woman or a man. Okay. Now I will be using pronouns in this video. So I will be saying he and she to refer to masculine or to feminine energy, but it's not because I have to use words, right? I have to use words, but remember always in the back of your mind that it's not pertaining to gender. Okay. So now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> let's get a little bit deeper into what feminine energy is. Feminine energy is talked about in a lot of traditions around the world. And I got into feminine energy. I started working with my own feminine energy kind of in layers. <laughs> and that's usually what happens to us. Feminine energy is it's an energy that's been really repressed for thousands of years. We've been in a very masculine dominant energy for thousands of years. And it's just now that the energy is shifting. So feminine energy can sometimes be very repressed in us again, whether we're women or men, we're all, especially in the Western world, very templated and programmed to be in masculine dominant energy. And so it could be a little bit of a, a challenge to work with feminine energy at first, because this energy has been so hidden and repressed within all of us. So I started working with feminine energy in layers and, and that may be the way that you start working with it also. So I'm going to go through the definition of feminine energy. Uh, through layers in layers, going from one tradition to the next, to give you a little bit of a feel of what various traditions have to say about feminine energy. The first, uh, the first tradition that I came into contact with when I was studying my feminine energy and when I was going into my feminine energy after my spiritual awakening was the tradition of Taoism, which I love. <laughs> I it's very close to my heart. 
And so I started studying and going into feminine energy through the tradition of Taoism, specifically their understanding of what's called yin and yang. And here's the, the Taoist symbol of yin and yang. Um, so the yin energy is the feminine energy. The yang energy is the masculine energy. So the black part of this circle is feminine. The white part of the circle is masculine. And that's how I started um, to go into my feminine energy right after my spiritual awakening was through Taoism. So Taoism, the way that they see yin energy, as they describe it, the way that they see it is this is the energy of non-action. This is the energy of stillness of, uh, there's no movement. This is the energy of black or darkness. This is the energy of just stillness. This is the energy of, um, uh, just kind of like wetness and, and soil. So Taoists use, uh, Taoists use examples in nature all the time to describe various concepts and yin to them is like the soil, the dark soil that gives rise to a seed that germinates a seed. Okay. So this is an example of yin energy, uh, to the Taoists. So yin is soft, yin is gentle. Uh, so these are some of the characteristics that, that Taoism, uh, gives to feminine energy. And and that's the, those are the features that I started to go into when I first awoke and I started to work with feminine energy. I started to go into these features, but then something funny happened <laughs> in 2014, about a year into my spiritual awakening, I was already working with my feminine energy, but I was sitting in meditation one day and I had a spontaneous Kundalini awakening during a meditation. <laughs> and if you haven't heard what Kundalini awakening is, I'm going to leave a link to, to, to that video where I talked about Kundalini Kundalini awakening and my own Kundalini awakening. I'm going to leave it in the description box below so you can go get into that rabbit hole if you want to. But I had a spontaneous Kundalini awakening during a meditation. My spine just kind of snapped and this energy started to come up my spine. And the only way that I could describe this energy to you, if you haven't had a Kundalini awakening is it felt like liquid fire was literally coming up my spine. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening at the time, but later on I found out that what had happened to me was I was having a Kundalini awakening and the very word Kundalini comes from a different tradition that we're now going to talk about. And that's, that comes from yoga Hindu tradition. And Kundalini is a very, very feminine. It's one of the faces of Shakti. So, so, um, in Hindu tradition, feminine energy is described as Shakti. And so I was introduced to another facet of feminine energy right there when I had my Kundalini awakening. And let me tell you, this facet of the feminine was very different from the way Taoists describe it. So I got a little bit confused. I had to go further, further into my, into my feminine energy. And that's when I started to study it from a Hindu, the yogic tradition, especially within Kundalini yoga. So for the, for India and for the tradition of, of Hinduism, uh, Shakti or feminine energy has a little bit of a different property. So to them, Shakti is the creative life force that just creates everything. It's pure potential. That's why I was feeling it as fiery energy. <laughs> so Kundalini is one of the faces of the feminine, um, in India. And so I was feeling that really raw, powerful, fiery energy that I didn't even realize was also feminine. <laughs> it is also feminine, but it was just a different facet of the feminine. 
And so in India, Shakti is described again as pure energy, as power, as life force, as the creative energy that creates everything. It's the, it's the energetic underpinning of everything. It's the energy that beats your heart. It's the energy that breathes your lungs. <laughs> so it's literally the foundational energy that underlies everything. So this is a little bit of a taste of how Hinduism and India sees uh, yin energy. And there's also a couple of other specific things that Hinduism talks about in terms of Shakti energy that was really pertinent to me at the time. And it really helped me work through my Kundalini awakening because my Kundalini awakening was literally an unleashing Kundalini energy is a feminine energy. And it was literally unleashed in my body. And I had a really difficult Kundalini awakening for weeks and even months after this happened to me. And so I really had to learn how to work with this facet of the feminine energy. And it wasn't pretty sometimes. <laughs> and so there were a couple of other characteristics that became really interesting and that I went into fully. And this is also talked about in Hinduism and it's the, the capacity of the feminine energy. It is not only the energy that sustains all of life, but it's also the energy that destroys what needs to be destroyed. <laughs> and so keep this in mind, cause I'm going to talk about this further, but feminine energy is also at its core, a destructive energy when it needs to be. So feminine energy is the energy that comes in and completely destroys your life or destroys a relationship if you are no longer resonating with it. And I'll tell you in a little while why she does this. <laughs> okay. So these characteristics, when I had my Kundalini awakening and I started to go head first into what Kundalini was and further into working with my feminine energy, I actually started to resonate a little bit more with, with Hinduism and the Hindu view of feminine energy versus the Taoist view. But again, these are all different ways of looking at the same energy. And that's why I'm giving you a little bit of a taste of everything so that you could start feeling this energy and the properties of this energy within you. Another tradition that I really resonate with and that talks about feminine energy is shamanism. One of my favorite spiritual traditions in the world and the one that I'm most connected with. And in shamanism, what's interesting is shamanism uses the natural world a lot uh, to describe life and to work with life. And the symbol that shamanism uses for feminine energy is the jaguar. <laughs> and it's so beautiful because that gives you another indication into the properties of feminine energy. So what, what are the habits of the jaguar? What's the jaguar? So the jaguar is basically the apex predator of the jungles in South America. And the jaguar is a very interesting animal and its habits. So the jaguar is an animal of the night. So see how, how Taoist described yin energy as dark. So it's an animal of the night, night associated with feminine. It's an animal that is very, very comfortable in the jungle. The feminine is very comfortable in her natural world and, and comfortable in connecting with nature. It's an animal that hunts what she needs and leaves the rest. So she, she never pillages. She never re, uh, uses too many resources more than she needs. It's also an animal completely comfortable in the dark. She can see perfectly well in the dark, just as she can see in the light of day. So she's active at night. She hunts at night. She can see in the dark. She has no problem going through the jungle at night, going through unknown paths. She doesn't feel fear. So you see, this is the Jaguar and this is what shamans use as an example of feminine energy. So you can start to discern how these properties in all these different traditions 
are very connected. So there's a little bit of, of the view onto what uh, feminine energy is with the various traditions of the world. And now I want to go a little deeper because I want to give you um, a feel for what this energy feels to me in my own body, <laughs> kind of borrowing from different traditions, but also how I've been feeling the energy in working with it uh, ever since my spiritual awakening. Okay, so she is to me the central creative force of the universe. I can very much feel that within me. And she feels to me, she pulsates within me. I can feel it. I can feel a pulsating, a humming, a buzzing, especially when I'm quiet. So when I'm in meditation, I could feel this hum, hum, <laughs> just moving through my body. So it's this pulsating energy, this creative life force energy that I can feel very easily in my body, especially if I'm quiet and calm. All right. So there's one characteristic. She's also the energy that sustains everything. So think of, think of a pregnant uh, woman with a big belly and she's sustaining her baby as the baby is growing. So the nurturing of the mother is a perfect way uh, to show this sustaining feature of feminine energy. So she sustains everything that exists. Without feminine energy, your body would just lose its life because she's the life force that sustains everything. But <laughs> as I learned through the Kundalini tradition and in studying Shakti tradition from India, she is also the energy that destroys things that need to be destroyed. So this was an interesting facet of the feminine to work with and one that I didn't feel comfortable with at first because, you know, to come into contact with this destructive force of the feminine is a little bit scary, especially if you are attached to your life, to things, to relationships. If you're really attached and really fearful, the destructive side of feminine energy can be really scary to you because sometimes you're holding on to something for dear life and you don't want it destroyed. And so you don't want to work with this facet of feminine energy. But I learned more and more and more to get comfortable with this facet of feminine energy because it's so important. She really only destroys what is no longer in resonance with you. What's not good for you. That's what she destroys. So at the end of the day, she's only destroying things you don't need, but it could still be scary. The destructive process of the feminine energy can be scary. Now here's a ding ding that I love. And then this is one of the most, uh, probably one of the most present features right now in present moment that I'm shooting this video that I'm working with feminine energy right now within me is this characteristic. That's so beautiful. You have to understand why she's destructive, why she has this destructive side to her. She's destructive because feminine energy, one of the foundations of feminine energy is truth. <laughs> truth. Feminine energy demands truth. She's a truth seeker. She demands truth. And that's why this destructive part of her comes up a little bit sometimes in your life and will come up in, in your life because she will destroy anything that's not true in your life. <laughs> She'll destroy, she'll just crumble it so that you can stand more and more in your truth every single day. And this is the part that I'm feeling right now, uh, in, in my own life right now is that, is that just that, that thirst for truth, to stand in my truth every single day, no matter what the consequences. So that's another uh, characteristic of feminine energy. Here's another little uncomfortable feature of feminine energy that a lot of people run away from. Feminine energy is that part of you that says, Hey, 
I want you to come down here and sit and feel your emotions and process your pain. I want you to sit with your emotions. Come here. <laughs> That's the part of you that says that, that deep visceral part that says, Hey, you have pain to feel. You have emotions to feel. Come sit down and feel your emotions. And if we're in masculine dominant energy, which the majority of us is, we, we don't want to do this. We say, what, excuse me, feel my emotions. Hell no, 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 no. I'm going to go out to a bar. I'm going to go have a beer with some friends. I'm going to go on a shopping spree. I'm going to go on a trip. Don't tell me to feel my emotions. No, no, no. I'm going to stay right here in my thoughts because <laughs> I'm more comfortable here. So thoughts are more masculine energy. And so your feminine is your healer. That's that facet of her. She is your healer. That part of you that says, please come and sit down and feel your emotions and process your pain. Sit here. That is the healer uh, facet of the feminine energy. And, and that healer energy, the feminine is the healer. And so she is going to demand sometimes I don't like to use the word demand because what ends up happening sometimes is initially she'll invite and she may invite for years. So she may say, Hey, please come and sit down with your emotions. Hey, please come and sit down with your emotions. She may do this for years, but then eventually that fiery part of the feminine will take over and then she'll start demanding <laughs> and she will finally start demanding that you sit with your emotions. She'll start pulling you into your emotional body of your electromagnetic field, the emotional body, the emotions part. Whereas the masculine is more connected to the mental body of your auric field. So she pulls, you see, she's pulling, pulling you within, pulling you into your emotions, pulling you into your feelings. She's the feeler. <laughs> That's another characteristic. She is the intuitive side of you. All right. She is that pure intuition. So that, that heart centeredness here, that's where intuition, where I consider the, the intuition portal to be. She's intuitive. She's also very multifocal and diffuse. <laughs> so whereas the masculine energy is like sharp, like a laser, he'll focus on one thing and, and he will just, all of his attention will go on that one thing. The feminine energy is more multifocal, more diffuse. So she'll focus here and there and over there and over there and over there and over there and everywhere all at the same time. <laughs> so the nature of this beautiful energy is to be diff diffuse because here's more properties. She's formless. She's pure potential. That's why she's so diffuse and multifocal because she's got no form. She's just pure creative juice. And so there's no form to her. It's just all over the place. It's just pure potential. She's a more visceral energy. So I feel divine feminine more in my lower chakras. Not that, not that feminine energy is only present in the lower chakras. It's not that black and white, but I feel her in my body when I'm working with feminine energy. I I feel her sitting lower than masculine energy. Masculine energy to me feels higher up here in the head area. Um, and so feminine to me feels more visceral down lower in the lower chakras. She's very, she's the energy that brings heaven to earth through the body. <laughs> so she is in essence, the energy that embodies God. She embodies divinity. She brings divinity into this body. All right. Versus the masculine energy. The masculine energy is different. The masculine energy seeks divinity up 
and stretches up and stretches out. The feminine energy goes within, goes deep, deep, deep within herself, within the body and brings, anchors that heaven down into earth. Okay. So this is another beautiful component of feminine energy, very visceral, very body focused sitting in those lower chakras. She'll start pulling up when you invoke her, but I feel her sitting in the lower chakras when she's resting, if that makes sense. <laughs> Another characteristic of the feminine energy is that this is the receiving energy. <laughs> okay. So versus the masculine, the masculine is the giver. The feminine is the receiver. So the receiver energy, this is a really important characteristic and I'm going to go into it deeper later on in the video. But aside from being also the receiver, another characteristic that goes with this receiver is that the feminine energy is magnetic in nature, whereas the masculine energy is electric in nature. So the feminine energy not only receives, but she magnetizes to herself, just like a magnet grabs pieces of metal, the feminine energy brings to her what she needs versus the masculine. The masculine goes out and gets what he needs. Okay. And so this is, this is an important characteristic that I'm going to emphasize later on in the video. Feminine energy is very connected to the cycles of life, to the rhythms of life. So you can think of, you know, in women, if you are a woman, um, you can think of the, the cycles of menstruation, the, the period that, that women have every month. This is, this is the woman's body directly connected to nature. But if you're a man, your yin energy also is connected to the rhythms of life, to the cycles of life. She's very, very comfortable in the movement and the ebb and flow of life. All right. So, so there's another characteristic of feminine energy, very comfortable with all of the cycles, with the changes, including birth and death life and death. Feminine energy is very comfortable with death. She's got no fears about that at all. So, and why? Because she's the energy that's comfortable. She's the energy that goes with the flow. She's the energy that goes with cycles that works with cycles. She's very connected to nature. So feminine energy is in her element when she's, when she's in nature, she's just connected to everything. So, so there's a few more characteristics. Feminine energy is also the energy of veneration for all of life. And this is important to keep in mind because later on, when I talk about the tips on how to activate this energy, you'll understand why veneration is important. The feminine energy just venerates all of life including the body. <laughs> so if you're watching this and you don't feel self-love or you have any type of self-hatred towards yourself, ding, ding, <laughs> this is going to be need to be worked on because the feminine energy venerates all of life. All of life is venerated by the feminine kind of a continuation of, of veneration. Feminine energy is also the energy that, that seeks and sees beauty beauty is in the feminine. So that's a little bit contrasting to masculine energy. Masculine energy is a little bit more utilitarian. So masculine energy is more interested in the function of things, how things work and if they work and how they work. So the masculine energy is very utilitarian. Whereas the feminine energy is very just into beauty. Feminine loves beauty, beautiful things. <laughs> okay. So there's another characteristic. And the last one that I want to talk about is this formless potential. Okay. And I, I want to give an image just so you never forget this formless potential so that you understand feminine energy more and more by these various characteristics I'm giving you. 
She is the energy of the potential that occurs before something manifests, before something manifests, that potential that occurs. And the image that I love to use is, you know, if you've ever, if you've ever seen a horse race before it's about to start and there's just so much, there's just so much movement and the horses are, are in their little things, but they, you know, the doors haven't opened. So the horses are, are, I don't even know what that's called. I was going to say stable, but it's not a stable, but the horses are in their lanes, but the door hasn't opened yet. I don't know if you've ever seen an image of, of right before the horse race starts and the horses, but the horses are what they're filled with potential. They're filled with so much energy. They're just like, Oh my God, get me the hell out of here. <laughs> and so that, that potential of that horse moving and getting ready for the race. As soon as that door opens, boom, he dashes out, out into the race, but that potential before the horse race starts, that's the image of, of, of the power of feminine energy. That's that potential, that formless potential before action. And I actually have one more that I forgot to talk about, but the list is long. So I'm going to leave it with you here. Now the, the feminine energy is the energy of being. Okay. This is so important. The feminine energy is the energy of just being compared to the masculine energy. So the masculine energy is the energy of doing. So the masculine, very frequently, the masculine sees uh, his worth and sees himself according to outside, more projected outwards. So the masculine energy will tend to say things like, I'm a CEO, I'm a lawyer, I'm a, I make a lot of money, I have a big house, okay? Things like that. The feminine doesn't say this. The feminine energy just says, here I am. <laughs> That's what the feminine energy literally says. Here I am, or I am. That's all the feminine energy says. So the feminine energy is the energy of being without doing anything, just being. Okay. This is important too, for you to learn this being energy is crucial because you're going to have to learn how to work with this later on in the tips when that I'm going to give you later on in the video. Okay. On to the second part of the video. And that is why you need feminine energy more than ever right now. So basically what's happening on the planet is there has been, especially as the shooting of this video, I'm shooting this video while we're still in the coronavirus pandemic and the energy on the planet has literally shifted 180 since this coronavirus pandemic started. And this energy is going to continue for the rest of our lives. That's the guidance that I've been receiving from my guides about this new energy that's on the planet. I talked more about this, this energy in a video that I shot about the new energy on the planet. So I'm going to leave a link to that in the description box below. If you want to go into the new energy on the planet, I, I go into more details there. But specifically for this video, what's pertinent for this video is that the energy that's on the planet right now, and that's going to continue for the rest of our lives is an energy that is yin predominant. It has a predominance of feminine energy and that's total 180 from the energy that we had before, because we've been in predominant masculine energy for thousands of years. And what this pandemic did is it literally flipped the energy around. This virus came in, forced us inside, forced us to stop non-action, forced us to kind of come into ourselves. You see this whole energy of this virus that, that put us into quarantines 
has been the ushering in of this new energy on the planet without us really realizing. Well, a lot of us realize it, but but you know the majority of the collective hasn't hasn't yet realized that this is what's happening. And so what my guides have been showing me is that this energy is now seventy percent feminine and thirty percent masculine, which means that it is more important than ever that you learn how to work with this energy because you know if you're still in quarantine when you watch this video, you, but even if you're not, even if the whole coronavirus thing is totally over and you're watching this like a year after uh, the coronavirus, you don't even remember the coronavirus. The energy that I'm talking about is still present because it's going to be present for the rest of our lives and probably more future generations to come in order to balance this hugely imbalance that we've had in feminine and masculine. It's been very masculine dominant for thousands of years. So we needed this 180 to course correct the energy on the planet. So this feminine dominant energy is now flooding the planet and it's bringing a lot of soothing and a lot of healing to the planet. But if you saw in the first part, when I was talking about feminine, feminine isn't always just soothing and healing. She's got other characteristics to her and those characteristics you need to learn. Also remember, she's very fiery. Sometimes she's pure potential. She can be destructive of things that need to be destroyed in your life. So this is all a part of feminine energy energy and you need to become comfortable with this because this is the energy that's now on the planet. <laughs> and so why do I need to learn how to work with this? Because it's the energy that's on the planet now. And you are going to do so much better in your life. If you learn to work with the energy that's already here. Now, I know there are a lot of teachers out there that say, you know, energy, the planet, what I make up my own rules. I'm the one that creates my own reality. And so I make up my own rules. So there's a lot of teachers out there that say that, that, that you literally make your own rules with your own beliefs and you create your own life and there's nothing else is involved. But I really disagree. <laughs> I disagree. You're down here on planet earth and you are a part of an interdependent and complex system where there are cycles and there are things going on that are way bigger than you. And you've come precisely down here so you can participate in all of these things that are happening at once. So no, you can't, you can't run away from the rules of a reality that you've incarnated in. You really can't. There are some things that you control and some things that are your responsibility, but there are others that aren't. So for example, I, I like to give this example so people can really understand that, that this is a very egocentric worldview to think that I create my reality by myself and it's only up to me. This is very egocentric. And the image that I like to give is you can sit, if you're sitting on a beach, let's say you're sitting on the beach and the tides going and the waves are coming in and out. You could do whatever you want. You can tie, you can have the most powerful mind in the whole world, but there's no way that you're going to make that tide come up or go down according to what you want. You can't make it low tide whenever you feel like it. And you can't make it high tide whenever you feel like it, because you know, who's responsible for low and high tides. It's the moon. <laughs> it's the moon. Okay. So you can't override that system. Even if you wanted to, why you are incarnated in an interdependent system and the tides are the responsibility of the moon, not yours. Okay. And in fact, you are under the influence of the moon also, as many women know, because they're in sync with their menstrual cycles are in sync with the moon. So, but everyone is in sync with the moon because the moon regulates water and we are made the majority out of water. So this is just an example to show you that no, you don't create your reality by yourself. You are incarnated in a very complex and interdependent system. 
and one of the parts of that system has shifted her consciousness and that part is called mother earth. <laughs> so Gaia herself has shifted her consciousness into 70% yin and 30% yang energy. And she's done that on purpose because she's going on her own evolution. She's a sentient being. She evolves. She has her own consciousness and we're living on top of her. <laughs> so when she shifts her consciousness, we have to shift with her. So that's the energy that's coming in. That's the big cycle that's coming in. And that's why it's so important for us to learn and work with our feminine energy, because when this quarantine ends, when you go back into the world after the coronavirus, you're going to be entering a world that's 70% yin and 30% yang in its energy, which means that this is what it means. Kind of the big, the big, uh, the big picture of this. When you go out into this energy, into this new energy, this energy will not be supportive of the old way of doing things. So if you think that you're going to go back into the world and that life is just going to get, go back to normal, like before the quarantine, <laughs> you're totally wrong. That's not going to happen because there is no normal to go back to. There is a new world to go into. And so the more that you learn how to work with this energy, the more you're going to understand that the old way of doing things, they're no longer going to be pertinent. You won't be able to do this. So the old way of doing things, meaning that we used to be very masculine dominant. So going out and hustling, going out and working till I'm freaking, till I freaking have a nervous breakdown, just working, 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 hustling for my dreams, fighting for what I want. This energy is disappearing. The support for this energy is disappearing. The, 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 the underpinnings that ha has held this energy, it's gone. So you can't go back out, um, out into the world and, and say, all right, coronavirus is over. Let me go back to hustling. It's not going to work. You're only going to, you're just going to completely drain yourself and you're going to be working against the grain. But the people who understand the new energy that's on the planet, and you're watching this video, so you're going to know the people who know and work with the new energy that's on the planet, they're going to understand that things like hustling and fighting and, and just driving myself into the grave by overworking that, that energy is finished. And now I have to learn how to manifest my life using this different energy balance that exists now. So that's why my friends, it is so important for you to learn about feminine energy, for you to connect with your feminine energy, for you to fully activate her, regardless of if you're a woman or a man, this is crucial right now. One particular characteristic that's being emphasized right now of, of the feminine that I'm going to go into a little bit deeper because this is going to help you understand which characteristics of the feminine to start working maybe first, um, and which of the characteristics are the most important in this new energy that I'm talking about that's coming onto the planet. The characteristic that's important to remember is and important to work and really learn how to work with is the magnetic receiver part. <laughs> okay. That's one of the, probably one of the hardest things to shift into is the way in which we manifest our lives is going to change completely. There are already a lot of people that are doing this on the planet. So I'm not saying that this is completely new. There are a lot of people that are manifesting their, their lives in a more feminine way already. 
But what's going to happen now is this more feminine way of manifesting is going to become, a, it's going to grow a lot on the planet because precisely because of this new energy that's on the planet. So the receiver magnetic component is important to master. And it's so very different from the way we usually do things. So again, we've been in masculine dominance for thousands of years and the masculine goes out and gets what he wants. He does is the action of doing. Okay. For the feminine, the way that she manifests life is very differently. So the feminine receives and magnetizes. So the feminine literally through the power of her energy, she draws to herself what she needs. (laughs) The feminine has a really beautiful way of manifesting. Again, remember she flows. She goes with the rhythms of life. She goes with the cycles of life. She knows how to move through life without getting stuck, without getting stressed. She moves like this. And while she's moving with the rhythms of life, she's magnetizing to herself what she needs. So the feminine never overworks herself to death. She, the feminine more thinks like, why am I going to overwork myself when I could just bring to me what I want? (laughs) That's how the feminine thinks. The feminine thinks in terms of magnetizing to herself. This is completely opposite what we're used to do and what we're taught to do as a way to manifest our lives. So this is going to be one particularity that you're going to have to be, get very good at when working with this new energy. And I'll give you some tips on how to do that next. If you're completely new to this feminine way of manifesting, uh, I'm going to leave you two teachers that I really love that, that are, are just great examples of, of how to manifest in this way of how to live life in this way. One of them is Michael Singer and the book, the surrender experiment. If you haven't read that book, you must read that book. When you read that book, you will understand what feminine manifestation looks like more yin manifestation, because the story of Michael Singer's life is surreal, (laughs) but it's only surreal if you don't understand how the feminine manifests and how the feminine works through life. All right. So that's one reference. The other one is Tosha Silver, who I love also very much. And her book, Outrageous Openness is also a great, uh, a great, um, guide to, to learning this more open magnetic kind of way of manifesting surrendered kind of way of manifesting that doesn't involve driving yourself into the grave to try and fight for your dreams and hustle and all of that. So these are two good references for you to go into this more feminine way of manifesting and what it looks like in real life. On to part three of the video, and that is how to fully activate the feminine energy. So now that we got our feet wet into the multiple characteristics of the feminine, then there are more. I just, I, I, I told you as much as I could about the feminine uh, that I could remember, but there are more characteristics. But now that we've got our feet wet with that and we know why the feminine energy is important and what the characteristics are, let me get into the tips on how to activate this energy more f- fully. The first one of those tips may seem a little counterintuitive, but there's a reason why it's number one. And the first one is the first tip is heal the masculine. (laughs) Now I've started talking about this, about the healing of the masculine in a previous video that I did on spiritual tips on how to deepen your spiritual awakening. I'll leave a link to that video in the description box below. If you want to go into that one after this, but I want to go deeper into what healing the masculine means and why it's so pertinent and why this is tip number one (laughs) in, in the fully activating of the feminine, because it may not seem like it makes any sense. The reason that this is the first one is 
you have to remember that yin and yang energies, Shakti and Shiva, feminine and masculine, they work together all the time. There's no way of separating these energies. They are constantly connected. They are in an eternal dance together. So they are intimately connected energies that can never really be separated completely. And what the, the reason that the masculine energy is coming into play here is there are two facets of the masculine energy that it's important to remember and that come into play when it has to do with working with the feminine. The two facets are the inner protector and the inner vigilant. Okay. These are two facets of young energy. And these facets have become very problematic, um, because these are two natural, uh, facets of, of the masculine. The problem is these facets have become distorted from thousands of years of just a lot of violence, a lot of war, a lot of pillaging on the planet. And so the masculine energy really does carry a strong karma of violence still that we're, that we're healing now in this lifetime. And this karma of violence has made the masculine a bit more protective and more vigilant than he is, than he is naturally in his healthy state. And so what that means is that your inner masculine has a sword up and is constantly in protection mode. And if you do not heal that component, that protection of the masculine, if you don't heal it, he's not going to let you get to the feminine. He will not let you work with the feminine. <laughs> and so that's why I went through this in my own life. And that's why this is so important. I work with clients on, on, on this all the time. When we're first starting to work with feminine energy, we actually start with the masculine because if that masculine is in protection mode, if he's in vigilant mode, always looking for an enemy, always looking for a problem to fix, always looking, 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 he's not going to let you get to the feminine. If you don't get to the feminine, you can't fully activate her. So that's why healing this masculine energy is super important because you have to get that masculine to put his sword down, to disarm, to release that overly protective energy that he has. And the way that you start doing this is you have to understand why the masculine is overly protective and overly vigilant. <laughs> Understanding the why of something is important. And so this masculine energy has become overprotective. Your masculine has become overprotective because of two things. He's got two internal beliefs that must be seen and healed within this part of you. And I'm pointing over here to my right side of my body. The right side of your body symbolizes your young energy that needs to be healed. And here are the two beliefs that he has. He believes he's in hyperprotective mode because he believes that he is defending something that's defenseless. <laughs> okay. He believes he's defending something that's defenseless when that's not the case. And the other belief that he has is he believes that he's defending something that's weak. So within him is the belief that the feminine is weak and defenseless. You see these two beliefs that he has, he believes that he's defending something defenseless and he believes that the feminine is weak. And if you don't catch these, you're not going to be able to disarm the masculine. So now that you know why that inner masculine is so hypervigilant, why he's so hyperprotective, now you're going to start to heal him. First of all, he can start to heal and understand that the feminine has never been defenseless at all. <laughs> the feminine doesn't need to be protected. <laughs> the feminine isn't defenseless at all. She's not weak. <laughs> she is not weak. If you have any doubt about the feminine being weak, again, I 
would I would urge you to go see my Kundalini Awakening video. I mean, again, this is the energy that is the central creative energy of the whole universe. Do you think this energy is weak and defenseless? No. <laughs> so again, these two beliefs that the masculine holds towards the feminine, they started thousands and thousands of years ago. It doesn't really matter why they started, but the point is he holds those beliefs within him and you have to heal those beliefs, reset those beliefs, heal that energy. And then he'll put his swords down and he'll be like, Oh, I don't need to defend her anymore. Okay. I guess I can relax. <laughs> and I started doing this with a lot of inner talk and a lot of mantras. I started to soothe my inner masculine. I did some soothing meditations on the masculine. I did some healing meditations on the masculine and I'm going to get into healing meditations in a little bit. Um, I did that. And I also soothed him with really, really soothing inner talk. Everything is okay. You can put your swords down. You can relax. There's no more war going on. You don't need to protect me anymore. I, I would talk to my masculine energy inside. I would talk to my masculine energy in this way. And it really helped relax the masculine energy. Once that masculine energy relaxes, Boom. You're already face to face with the feminine. She's right there. And then as she comes up, she's the healer. So she'll further heal the masculine. Once he starts to relax and let go a little bit. The second tip is intend to activate your feminine. So I talk about the power of intention a lot. It, it, intention is just one of your most powerful spiritual tools. The power of your intention is incredible. And just intending to connect and activate your feminine is already a huge part of the road. And one of the ways that, that I do intention work with feminine energy, remember feminine energy is again, very visceral, very in the body. So one of my favorite energies, uh, one of my favorite ways to work on that intention, to work on the invoking of the feminine is through drumming, <laughs> drumming. It's not a coincidence that shamanic cultures around the world for thousands of years have been using drumming and they dance around a fire with drums beating. This isn't a coincidence. Drumming is miraculous. Drumming works really well. It connects you immediately, first of all, to your heartbeat. So boom, boom, boom. Boom. When you start to drum, it connects to your heartbeat. Your heartbeat is connected to your body. When you connect to your body, you connect to feminine. So feminine invoking your feminine energy with drumming works really, really well. And you could just get a drumming track, or if you have a drum at home, um, or shamanic drum, a djembe, whatever. If you have any kind of percussion at home, you can do that. Or you can just listen to meditations that have shamanic drumming in it and you can connect. You can start to invoke that energy that way. Sometimes I also like to use tactile. Uh, so I like to use touch as a way to invoke my feminine energy. My feminine energy sits really low in me. Uh, that's how I feel her. So again, the masculine energy sits a little bit higher to me. Feminine energy sits really low. So I'll put my hands on my stomach my womb uh, area right below my belly button, first and second chakra area. I'll put my hands there as I'm listening to drumming or as I'm dancing and coming into my body, I'll put my hand there. And that intention to invoke the feminine is a huge part of the work. And then you can go further in that invocation. You can go further in that intention. You can start to, uh, 
personalize the energy so you can start working with archetypes that that can really help in invoking the energy and the different facets of the energy so you can actually invoke archetypes like goddesses uh, uh energies feminine energy so i can give you some of them but there are so many you're going to have to learn this on your own you're going to have to come into connection with different feminine archetypes and see which ones work for you and which ones you like when you want to work with so it could be anything from uh, parvati a goddess isis it could be a mother mary it could be a Kuan Yin. Um, it could be a Kali. I love Kali. It could be a Kali. It could be, um, a, uh, oh my gosh, who else? What, who did I not say? Did I say Kuan Yin? Yes. Uh, oh my God, the list goes on and on. It could be a Durga. Uh, it could be, uh, a Medusa. Oh my gosh. There are so many, there are so many feminine archetypes that I would not be able to list all of them but these are only some examples. Find archetypes, find goddesses, find archetypes of feminine energy, personalized archetypes of feminine energy, and start working and invoking those archetypes, and that'll wake up the energy within you and help you go deeper. Tip number three is surrender to her. <laughs> this is something I work with clients uh, with a lot because when you start to wake up that feminine energy, remember she's been repressed. She's kind of been pushed aside for thousands of years. And so when you start invoking that energy and when you really start to work with her after the masculine has been healed and is calm and relaxed, when you start working with her, different facets of that energy are going to pop up. This is why I was telling you in part one, this is why we were going through the whole list of so many characteristics of the feminine so that you can understand that she has different facets, different ways of showing herself. And it's important that you surrender to all of them. So one of the facets that I talked about and that it was the hardest for me to start working with, but then once I started working with it, it it's, it's now a, a routine part of my life. And one of the hardest parts for my clients to start working with is the destroyer part. Okay. Because we're all so afraid of destruction. Oh my God. Well, there can't be a building or a manifestation of anything. If there isn't destruction, destruction is essential, especially on the spiritual path. Okay. Okay. And so this destructive part of her may come in. She may, how can this come in? You may be sitting in meditation or you may be dancing and drumming and just connecting to your feminine and asking her, you know, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And she may, she may come up and she may say, you need to leave your current relationship. And you're like, what? No, no, no. Okay. That down with the feminine we go. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I didn't like that answer. No, no, no. You see, this is the destroyer part that may come up. She may literally say to you, you need to leave your partner. This is, this is done. You've been in this toxic relationship for long enough. Leave. This may be the destroyer part of her that comes up. And, and this sometimes can be hard for us to work with if we don't go with the cycles, if we're not open to working with this energy. So that's why this tip is crucial. Surrender to all facets of the feminine energy, not just the soft mother Mary energy. Everybody loves the mother Mary motherly energy. That's a wonderful facet of the feminine. It's not the only one really get comfortable with the, the more destroyer parts of the feminine. That's why I love Kali so much because 
She's the Hindu goddess that represents destruction. Um, and so make friends with all of the different facets of the feminine and surrender to all of them because this is an immensely wise energy. She knows what she's doing. And if you surrender to all facets of her, your life will completely change. It completely, completely, completely change. Tip number four is to use activation meditations. I love using activation meditations to work with the energy because it just helps, it helps heal and it helps activate, especially when these meditations are guided. Um, and so I've prepared some guided meditations for you, um, specifically one for the feminine energy. I'm gonna leave links to that, that resource page on my website. You'll, you'll click on that page and you'll see a whole list of free meditations. These are free meditations that you can download and work. These are activation meditations. You can work and listen to these meditations on a daily basis if you want to. Uh, one specifically that I made for you is, is on the feminine energy, but I also have on that resources page, I also have one for the masculine if you wanna do that for the masculine also. So head over to that free resources page that I have on my website download these meditations, start working with them. These are very powerful activation meditations that are going to help you go deeper into the feminine energy. Tip number five is get into your body. <laughs> All right. So I've been talking a lot. The feminine energy really lives in the body. Like the body is her home, her temple. She really lives in the body. So for you to fully activate this, this energy, you've got to get into the body. You've got to move the body. You can't just, you can't just access feminine energy by just sitting, you know, like a yoga do, yogi does in the middle of a cave, just trying to go up and transcend the mind. <laughs> That's a more masculine path of spirituality. So to connect with this feminine energy, you've got to get into your body. You've got to move the body. You've got to just, just, these are very practical in the body kind of activities and and a lot of times this type of feminine work, it overlaps with first chakra inner child work that I've talked about before. So inner child first chakra work sometimes overlaps with the feminine because a lot of these exercises and a lot of these practices are, are grounding in your body kind of practices. And anytime I come into my body, I'm working on feminine energy. Tip number six is to connect with your emotions. <laughs> Whoa. This one sometimes is hard for people because we're in our minds a lot. We're in masculine energy a lot. We're in thinking a lot. We don't want to get into the feeler part, but again, your feminine energy is your feeler. She's the one that's constantly trying to pull you into your emotional body, pull you into your emotions, have you work with your emotions. So the more that you can do this, the more that you could surrender going into the feeling part of you, the heart part of you, the feeler, not the thinker, the more that you do this, the more that you surrender into your emotions, your emotions aren't going to kill you. I talk about this a lot in my videos. Your emotions will not kill you. You need to learn how to sit with your emotions and let them process without running away, without any rejection, anything, nothing like that. This is a gift of the feminine energy. Tip number seven is to express your creativity. <laughs> so remember feminine energy is the central creative force of the universe. It is the creative energy. So feminine energy isn't just responsible for creating a baby, you know, literally like holding a baby uh, in her womb. But this, this, this womb, this second chakra is also responsible for the creation of everything, whether it's a creation of a baby or the creation of a business or the creation of, of, of a relationship, whatever it is is or the creation of a painting <laughs> that's all feminine energy. So you have to get in touch with your creative side, with your creativity. And this is something that I really still consciously have to work on 
today because I'm masculine dominant by nature. And so I can very easily get into structure mode, <laughs> very one point focused structure mode, and I can drown out my creative energy, my feminine, and then pretty soon my feminine is like, oh my God, you're so boring. <laughs> and so I've had to learn how to really uh, create time and space for that creative part of me. Uh, so just, just what, what I mean by creative is just doing, just doing nothing sometimes, just doing fun things, just dancing, just giggling, just having fun. This creative part is very feminine, but I also do something that I want to leave with you. I have a practice at night that I do every single night, and this really nurtures and connects me with my feminine energy after a day of sometimes being in front of the computer, structuring videos, scripting videos for you all. It's more masculine thing. So I, at the end of the day, I have a, I have what I call my Shakti practice. So I'll, I'll, I'll share it with you and you may want to start doing this. So what I'll do is as soon as it starts to get dark, I'll turn the lights off on my house. <laughs> you see darkness, feminine. I work with feminine a lot at night. She's very comfortable at night. Okay. So I turn the lights off. So lights all off, all lights off in my house. And I start walking back and forth my house in the dark. <laughs> and I'll do this before bed for quite a while, at least an hour before bed, my lights are all off. And what I'll do is I'll maybe light a candle. I'll get some music going, some drumming. I'll start to dance. I'll dance. I'll dance. Then I'll go to my balcony uh, and I'll look up at the sky. I'll connect with the moon and I'll start talking to the moon, the moon, another representation of feminine energy. So I'll be outside in my balcony talking to the moon. I'll dance. I'll move around in the darkness. Then I'll sit and I'll do some stretches. I'll focus on the body, do some gentle stretches. And then I finish off with the meditation that's very feeling. It's a very feeling meditation. So I'll just ask my body, how do you feel? How are you doing? And so that's my yin practice for the night. Okay. So you may want to do this in your house too. get very comfortable. Sometimes people say to me, dark, I don't like to be in the dark. And I'm like, why? What's wrong with the dark? You see, ding, ding. You start to see whether you have problems with your feminine energy by catching these things. Why are you afraid of the dark? What's, what's going on in the dark? The dark is beautiful, <laughs> right? The dark goes hand in hand with the light. So, so this is another way for you to catch whether you have problems with that feminine energy, but this is a great practice that you may want to start doing in your own life. Tip number eight is to practice what's called Wu Wei. <laughs> so Wu Wei, I'm taking you back to the Taoist tradition of China, one of my favorites. Um, Taoism has a way of seeing the world, a practice called Wu Wei. And Wu Wei means that uh, it's really hard to translate. It's almost an impossible translation uh, uh, to, to, to come into English. But what it means in general is to go with the flow, to go with the rhythms of life, to, to go with the movements of life, to relax into life. That's generally what Wu Wei means, okay? To go with the flow. And, and here's another way of seeing it that I really like. Effortless living, effortless action, effortless movement, okay? So effortless. And the, one of the images that Taoists use to show this concept of Wu Wei is the idea of cutting wood. They, they all, uh, Taoists are also very connected to nature, just like shamans are. Um, so cutting wood, when you cut wood, I don't know if you've ever cut wood or if you've ever seen wood cut, 
there's a way to cut wood. You can cut wood against the grain or you can cut wood with the grain. When you cut wood against the grain, the fibers of the wood, when you cut it against the grain, it's really hard to cut a slab of wood. <laughs> it's really hard to cut a slab of wood when you're cutting it against the grain, especially if you're doing it by hand. But when you cut wood with the grain of the wood, it's almost like the wood melts like butter under your saw. Okay. This is the, the exemplification of uh, Wu Wei. So according to Wu Wei, you always want to cut wood with the grain because why would you cut wood against the grain? You're only going to be using too much energy. You're going to be tiring yourself out and you're not going to be going anywhere because cutting against a grain takes forever and a day. <laughs> so what the Taoists say is why would you do that? Why would you cut wood against the grain? It makes no sense. Cut wood with the grain. You see, so Wu Wei is all about going with life the way that life is going. Just work with life as it presents itself with the grain of life, not against it. Okay. And so this is a beautiful practice to develop your feminine energy because Wu Wei is literally feminine energy. That's how the feminine moves. That's how the feminine lives life with the cycles going with the flow, effortless action, effortless action. Okay. Cutting wood with the grain, not against it. Okay. So look up Wu Wei, go a little bit deeper into Wu Wei and understanding what it is. I can't, I can't go as far as, as I want to in this video, but you look it up, go into the practice of Wu Wei, learn how to practice Wu Wei, and you will be more in connection with your feminine energy. Tip number nine. And the last one is be in nature. <laughs> I talk about this in so many of my videos because it's just, it, it is, it was crucial in my own spiritual awakening. And it's just crucial for so many things. The more you are connected with nature, the more you're connected with feminine energy, feminine energy is at home in nature. She is just at home. She is connected with nature in a very, very deep way. So the more that you can connect with nature, the more that you can just go out for a stroll in a park, Park, go hiking and listen and connect to everything around you. Connect to the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees. You're in feminine energy. The more time that you could give yourself to connect with nature, the better. If you live in a city and you can't do this, you know, like you can't put your hiking shoes, like if you're in the middle of downtown Manhattan, you can't exactly put your hiking shoes on and, and go for a hike every single day but you can go outside and you can find elements of nature wherever you are. So if you're in Manhattan, I lived in Manhattan for 10 years and Central Park was one of my go-to places. It's such a beautiful place. There are trees everywhere. There's a lot of people everywhere, but there are also trees everywhere. So that's okay. Just go outside, connect to the sun, receive some sun rays, go sit by a tree. Wherever you are, you can do this. And this is coming again from someone who lived in downtown Manhattan for years and years and years. Okay. So you can do this. You can connect with nature no, no matter where you are, even if it's just going out for a stroll to connect with the sun, breathe in some fresh air, look at some flowers, go sit by a tree, anything like that. The more connected you are to nature, the more connected you will be to your feminine energy. Okay. I don't want to I don't want this video to get longer than it already is, but it, but there's so much more to say and so much more to work with, with feminine energy. So if you want to go down that rabbit hole and deepen your practice, even more than what I've provided in this video, I'm going to leave you with two resources. One is a teacher. Her name is Sabrina Lynn from rewilding for women. So look her up 
up Sabrina Lynn rewilding for women. I know the name says rewilding for women, but she doesn't just work with women. So if you're a man watching this video, you can also look her up. She's a wonderful teacher of the feminine energy. I've learned a lot with her and she's helped me really deepen my connection with my inner feminine. So that's one resource. The other resource is the book, um, women who run with the wolves. This is a classic by, uh, Clarissa Pinkola Estes. Um, look this up. This is a thick, thick book, <laughs> a thick, thick book, but it's another wonderful reference for, for, for understanding the feminine. But remember, you can't really understand the feminine with your mind. You have to embody her. So you're not going to know how to work with feminine by just reading a book. So that's why I gave you these two references, a teacher and a book, uh, and you know, go further into that, uh, aside from this video. All right, beautiful soul. Now I want to hear from you. Which tip of these tips that I talked about are you going to start implementing today? Let me know in the comments below. Click here to subscribe to my YouTube channel or head over here to my website where you can download free guided meditations. And don't forget this video here on the new energy that's on the planet. This is going to be good for you to watch next. All right, beautiful soul. I am out.